All right, guys, welcome back to All in Tech. Hope you guys are doing great today. We have a brand new episode. And as I'm talking right now, we are actually recording a day in the life video with the Galaxy S22 Plus. And so we'll have to see how this, this video comes out. I'm really excited about this. This is my first time doing something like this in terms of videography. So that video should come out this week. Link will be in the description for the YouTube channel. And yeah, so I'm very excited about this new video. And just a quick update, Samsung is actually suffering in sales right now in South Korea because of the whole GOS scandal with them limiting the performance of the S22 series. So that's going on. And yeah, so we'll have to see. And carriers are kind of you know, incentivizing buying the phones even more by adding more things on the side. That way, the demand goes back to how it was. So we'll have to see how that turns out for Samsung. In the meantime, this episode is going to be the A53 5G versus the iPhone SE 2022, the best of Android, uh, mid-range, or at least the most popular one, versus the most popular cheap iPhone. And they just happen to be almost at pretty much at the same or similar actually similar price point and we'll see which one's a better deal and which one actually is better so let's get started all right so we have the a53 versus the iphone se the iphone se starts at 430 dollars versus the a53 coming in at 20 dollars more expensive at 450 dollars so a very expensive actually very uh, budget phone, sorry, a uh, very budget phone on both sides of the spectrum here. You have the cheapest iPhone and you have a very solid mid-range Samsung Galaxy device from the A-Series. The A-Series has always been like a fantastic budget phone. I've had the A51 and the A52 5G and both were amazing. They were honestly fantastic devices. You know, the A51, the only fault that I could, you know, really grab onto was the processor. It wasn't that fast. It wasn't that effective. But everything else about the phone was just amazing. Even the cameras were really solid. The A52, it really impressed. It really upgraded on a lot of things that I really wanted to see improve. And even the processor was great. And I really did love that phone. It was a fantastic phone. Now, we have the A53 5G, which is, I guess, the polished version of the A52. And we have the iPhone SE, which has been really much, like just a budget iPhone. That's really what it is. Nothing special about this guy, aside from the fact that it has the highest end processor in a smartphone alongside the iPhone 13 series. So that's kind of like the thing you're getting. And also the build material is also there as well as just the brand identity that you have in iPhone, right? So let's get started with the comparison. So both of these were announced in March. The iPhone was announced in March 8th, and the A53 was announced March 17th of this year. Now, both of them were released around the same time, March 18th and March 24th, respectively. And... As for the weight, the weight goes to the A53 since it has 198 or 
189 grams of weight versus the 144 grams of weight on the iPhone. So for build material, I got to hand this to the iPhone. Glass front, glass back, aluminum frame versus the glass on the front, plastic back, and I think it's an aluminum frame. It's not specified. So it does win in terms of build quality, but just keep in mind that the more durable phone is going to be the A53 because that one will have a plastic back, which is less likely to shatter, unlike the glass on the iPhone SE. But in terms of build quality, I'd say the iPhone wins on this one. So perk to the iPhone, iPhone 1.0. All right, moving on to the durability side of things. Both have an IP67 water and dust resistance. So you will have that safe, you know, uh, the security of mind, peace of mind, that both are going to survive a drop in a bucket of water. So that's a pretty good that's a pretty good thing to have. I can't speak today. Uh, pretty good thing to have on both of these phones. And you and they all, and I can't talk today. Uh, we have one meter for 30 minutes on both. And this one does have NFC. And iPhone has Apple Pay. So both of them have their own respective paying measures. And it's always a nice thing to have. So... On that term, they're relatively equal. I'm not going to fault either one, but iPhone is still in the in the lead with one to nil. All right, moving on to the display. On the iPhone, you have the Retina IPS LCD display. Doesn't get very bright. Goes to 625 nits of peak brightness. It's a 4.7 inch display, and it has like really thick bezels on the top and on the bottom. And you have a low resolution of 750 by 1334 which again is not great and it's i mean it's it's not a great display the ips lcd panels are not good usually especially on the budget end phones they're not as vibrant they're washed out and they just they're not a really good viewing experience and you have a 4.7 inch which for some people might they might like that smaller display but i don't really like smaller displays uh even if you compare it to the mini that thing has a bigger display despite having a very similar form factor. And the dis the resolution is just terrible, but since it's on a smaller display, it's a little bit acceptable. Moving on to the A53, easy win for the A53. Super AMOLED display, 120 hertz, 800 nits of peak brightness. It's a 6.5 inch display with a resolution of 1080p by 2400. Easy win for the Galaxy because Super AMOLED, a lot more vibrant. 120 hertz makes everything smooth, and the iPhone doesn't have 120 hertz, not the SE, at least. And so, also, it doesn't have the 800 nits of peak brightness, which is not necessarily the brightest thing in the world, but it is brighter than the iPhone screen. So, there, it is what it is, and also has a higher res resolution than the SE. So, that's going to be another thing that you might notice. Now, moving on to the chipset this is going to be embarrassing because the iphone obviously has the apple a15 bionic 5 nanometer processor it has ios 15.4 and this is just going to run like a beast absolutely no stutter no lag 
nothing of that. And it's just going to blow through normal everyday things that you might do on your phone. Versus on the other side, the A53, you have Android 12 One UI 4.1, a great customizable skin, of course, but it is running the Exynos 1280, which is also a 5 nanometer chip, but it's not as good as the A15 Bionic. The A15 Bionic just, it rips apart everything that you do. It just does everything so well and quickly that even the Qualcomm Snapdragon Generation 8 Gen 1 or Snapdragon 8 Gen 1, I don't know what they're, I forgot the name. Um, even that one falls short of the A15. It's just the most powerful thing on the planet or fa the fastest chip on the planet. And that's just not going to change here. So easy win for the iPhone. It has the highest end chipset on any smartphone, which again is pretty crazy that it has the same chipset as the iPhone 13 and 13 Pros. Pretty crazy. Now, for the GPU, we have the Apple GPU, which is four core graphics. For the A53, we have Mali G68, which we all know, again, iPhone is going to win this. So in terms of performance and software, it goes to the iPhone. So 2-1. Now, there's no expandable memory on the iPhone, which is a really crummy thing if you... I mean, you already don't have USB Type-C, and to make it worse, you have no expandable memory. It just sucks. So you do have micro SD card expansion, and I'm going to give that to the Galaxy because even though it's a small thing, I know a lot of people really want to have that expandable memory, and that's just not something that Apple gives you. And in addition to that, the Galaxy has more options slash configurations for storage and RAM compared to the iPhone. The iPhone has three, and the Galaxy has four. So with the iPhone, you have 64 gigabytes paired with 4 gigs of RAM, 128 with 4 gigs of RAM, 256 with 4 gigs of RAM. If we go to the A53, we have 128 starting, so you're already starting with double the storage of the iPhone. You have 4 gigs of RAM, and then you go to the second configuration, which is 128 with 6 gigs of RAM, 128 with 8 gigs of RAM, 256 gigabytes of internal storage with 8 gigs of RAM. So you can have a higher end configuration option on the Galaxy as well as a better starting point for configurations, which I find to be a really positive thing. Now, for the cameras, we have one camera on the iPhone SE, which is a 12 megapixel wide sensor and you that's that's really that's really it. No fancy telephoto, no ultra wide, no you know depth sensing lens, whatever. Just just one 12 megapixel lens, and you can shoot a really good amount of photos and really nice looking shots as well as videos. And that's again, in terms with the camera, it's really subjective. And if we look at it from an objective point of view, they're tied because if we go to a fifty three, we have a sixty four megapixel primary sensor with optical image stabilization. You have 12 megapixel ultra wide. You have a five megapixel macro and a five megapixel depth sensing lens. And a lot of people are just like, well, shouldn't the Galaxy win? Technically, but technically not. Because while the iPhone only has one camera, it does take better shots and videos than the A53. 
but the A53 has more versatility to take different photos and videos, which allow it more, I guess, more options to shoot. And they don't look bad. They look pretty great. It's just that they aren't going to be on par with the iPhone. That's where they tie because one does better in quality. The other one gives you more versatility. And a lot of, as a, as of someone who just in general wants to have the most for their money, you would want to have versatility, not just quality, right? You got to have versatility as well. Now, I'm going to give this to both of them. Both of them are going to get a point. So for right now, it's 3-3. Let's see who wins this. Now, for video recording, you have 4K at 30, 24, and 60 frames per second versus the versus the galaxy you only have 4k at 30 1080p at 30 and 60 and on the iphone you have 1080p 30 60 and 120 y'all both of them have optical image stabilization and the iphone has stereo sound recording so in terms of video again the iphone does it better but with the galaxy you have more options of how to shoot those i guess resolutions now, for the selfie camera, you have a 7-megapixel camera on the iPhone, and that's it. On the Galaxy, you have a 32-megapixel sensor, and that's it. Both of them can record 1080p at 30 frames per second, but the Galaxy edges out because it can record 4K at 30 frames per second on the front. So there is kind of like adding more to the win. So it's 4-3 to three, Galaxy in the lead. Both come with stereo speakers, and neither of them come with the headphone jack, unfortunately. Uh, the Galaxy recently axed it, even though last year, just last year, it had it. I don't understand why Samsung took it off. That's kind of unfortunate, but we're heading to an era of no more headphone jack in a phone, which is kind of sucky in my opinion. Uh, we have NFC on both and we have USB Type-C on the Galaxy and Lightning on the iPhone. Both of them have fingerprint capabilities, except the iPhone is on the home screen, on the home button. And, you know, it's that very classic iPhone button that has been there right before the iPhone 10 came out. And on the Galaxy, we have the fingerprint sensor underneath the display, like we've had since the Galaxy S10. And so how, how many generations has it been? Galaxy S10, Galaxy S20, 21, and 22. We've had this fingerprint sensor for four generations, which is pretty cool. And I love that they brought that technology down to their mid-range phones. If I were to say who wins, if you want reliability all the time, it's going to be the iPhone. They've been doing fingerprint sensors for years. But if you want the cooler, more futuristic, like flexing kind of fingerprint sensor, then go with the Galaxy. They both win because in cool factor, the Galaxy wins. But in effective or, I guess, consistent factor, uh, the, the iPhone wins. Again, there's just this thing about iPhone versus Galaxy slash Android where it's just one or the other. It's just they neither of them have both, you know iPhones tend to be like really consistent at what they do, but offer nothing exciting. Galaxy phones slash Android phones bring a decent amount of consistency while offering a lot of versatility. It's just that, you know, off balance 
consistency kind of sort of thing that they just balance each other out because it's a matter of preference. Neither of them have both, really. Um, I guess the closest thing you can have to getting both is the Galaxy phones because they are a little bit more consistent. But I would say the Pixel devices, excluding the most recent one because that one's having a whole ton of issues. But going back to like the 4A, maybe, that one's going to be like a really solid phone. It just works. You know, it's like a very iPhone feeling sort of phone, the Pixel 4A. Just a solid phone that doesn't seem to age in terms of doing what it needs to do and performance. Now, for the battery, we have a 2018 milliamp hour battery and not the year. That's actually the milliamp hour uh, size. And so that battery has been improved. We've seen, I've seen some reviews where they're talking about how the battery has been better than last year's iPhone or the 2020 iPhone SE which we knew was terrible but this one is bad it's only getting like around four and a half to five maybe five and a half hours of screen on time although that's impressive considering how small the battery is the iPhone or the A53 has a 5,000 milliamp hour battery so life battery life is going to be even fantastic-er than last year because we did have a 4,500 milliamp hour battery on the other A52. So pretty big upgrade, I'd say. You know, it's a decent jump in battery from a 4,500 to a 5,000 milliamp hour battery. Very cool. And I think it'll last a little bit longer than the iPhone SE for sure. Now, we do have fast charging on both. But the iPhone SE has only an 18 watt charging brick actually it doesn't have a charging brick at all but it has the capability to charge at 18 watts which should get you 50 percent in 30 minutes as advertised um on the a53 you have 25 watt fast charging so it is faster charging phone and i'm gonna have to give the battery section to the galaxy because you are gonna have a bigger battery which should last you longer and you're gonna have faster charging so it is what it is but one thing I will mention is that the iPhone does have wireless charging, something that the A53 is lacking. But considering that it's one, two out of three, Galaxy wins. Now, for the colors, we have black, red, and white sticking to the traditional colors. And for the A53, we have black, white, blue, and peach. So they did bring a new color, which was peach. We already had blue, black, and white. So... Peach is a pretty cool color. I wouldn't get it, but, you know, at least it's a new color. More versus, more, again, more options. That's just kind of like the whole options versus not options. This is basically what this conversation is about. Uh, so I'd say for colors, there's really no point in talking about it. But if you want more versatility of colors, you have uh, the Galaxy. And in total, I've racked up the, the whole... I guess, tallies, and the Galaxy wins by two points because, again, it edged out in the camera and the battery department. Everything else, I would say, it's a pretty solid phone, right? We have a budget price, and you can get it even cheaper, maybe like around $381 for the A53, uh, but you're going to get that consistent price for $429 for the iPhone SE. Overall, overall, if I'm being completely honest, 
the iPhone is not offering that much for your money. The Galaxy S, uh, Galaxy S, the Galaxy A53 offers a lot. Bigger screen, a brighter screen, higher resolution screen, uh, more screen in terms of less bezel. Uh, you also have a futuristic fingerprint sensor. You have bigger battery, faster charging, more cameras, more versatility. Uh, you have more of a customizable skin. And yeah, I mean, you just have those options. You have a lot of, you know, positives about it. Now the iPhone does have great software and best in class performance and a pretty great camera, better cameras than pretty much every phone in this kind of price range. And that's kind of like the three main things that it's offering aside from it being an Apple product. So if you have been on iPhone for years, I wouldn't recommend the iPhone SE. I'd try out the iPhone A or the iPhone the A fifty three five G. If you've been on Android for years, try out the A the the iPhone SE. Despite how crummy it seems, you don't want to spend a thousand dollars for an experiment, right? So try out the four hundred dollar option. You still get that same experience software and same experience power, since they did put the iPhone thirteen Pro's. Uh, chipset into this iPhone SE budget phone. So you are going to have pretty good performance. I wouldn't get it. Honestly, I feel like it's a it's a waste of money because it's not offering a lot of value. And for 20 bucks more or 20, 40 bucks less than the iPhone, you can get a way better phone that offers a lot more value, a lot more uh, really just versatility in everything that you do. It's just a great phone and later has an updated processor from last year so it theoretically should perform around the same or better than the a52 which was already a solid performer i mean i'd get it i'd get the a53 if i could but i already have the galaxy s22 plus i don't really need a new phone two months in actually one month in so this is great for the ones who are looking for a budget option it just offers so much value unlike the iphone se but yeah, that was the end of this episode. Hope you guys enjoyed. Uh, yeah. Now we got to go to the other podcast to record. So I'll see you guys in the next one. Till then, remember to stay tuned for my new video coming out this week. I'll see you next time in the next episode. Till then, peace.